And today we're talking about Mother's Day, so we're talking about our children and our moms. Uh, has anybody ever had any problems in your family? Just let me see your hand. Did the kids not do what you wanted them to do? Parents didn't do what you wanted them to do? Right. So we know where we're at. We're on the same boat this morning. Spirit, lead me where my faith is without borders. You got a baby? You've been to that place where there's no borders because there is no how-to books other than the Bible. What works with this child won't work with this child. You know, if you got more than one, you'll find out that Timmy, oh, Timmy's here, so I can't use that name. Good morning, Brother Tim. How are you, buddy? Good to see you this morning. Happy Mother's Day to you. Bob, we'll hit Bob. Any Bobs this morning? Bob won't act like Susie. I can't use Susie because Susie's here this morning, so we'll use Angelica. Any Angelica's here this morning? So I can use Susie. Well, anyhow, this morning it's hot. I put the heat on because it's not the chill this morning, but apparently our thermostat has lost its mind. I cut it down and it kicked off. You know, it was getting warm. And I'm like, well, i got to stand up a little higher than everybody else. So, anywho, it uh, kicked back on and said, well, it's 50-some degrees in here, so it was trying to warm itself up. So I cut it down again below that number. And a few minutes later, it came on again and said it was 40 in here. So I thought maybe I was dying or something, but I seen all y'all's fans and sweat running, so I figured I was in good shape. So now I've killed it all together. If it's too hot, I try to cut there. I don't know if it'll work or not, but if we get too hot, we can get a couple of you fellas together, and we can take some of these chocks of wood and chock a door over there and chock a door over here. We'll get a little air flowing, and we'll be all right. Amen? Okay, got that out of the way. Happy Mother's Day, moms. You're welcome. Happy Mother's Day, men. Well, if you take her out to eat, you're going to eat too, right? So it's a good day for you. Sweetie and I did ours last night. We had a date night last night. We did dinner and a movie. No kids. Yeah. Ryan, Megan, where are they? Don't take it wrong. But it sure was good. Dinner and a movie. You say, well, I don't go to movies. Well, take that thing, big box in the corner of your living room and throw it out to you. It's just like a movie, so there. But we watched The Case for Christ, Lee Strobel's story of his atheism. And is that how you say that? Athe- atheism? Atheism. And uh, how he came to faith in Christ. And it was really faith. He proved all he could prove or disprove, and it still boiled down to faith. And uh, he's done some good work. In the, in the world, in the nations, and with his book, showed a lot to people. So we had a good evening last night, didn't we, sweetie? Amen, sweetie. Say amen. <laughs> Making me crash here. The message this morning is a Mother's Day message, but I'm going to tell you now it's going to be a Father's Day message too. And I'm going to tell you now that it's going to be a family message. So that means kids, young adults, teenagers. You pay attention too. Take some notes. Because we're going to talk something about this morning. I brought it up to you last week and maybe the week before of doing something, what we're going to call doing the book. It's one thing to know it. It's one thing to memorize it. Maybe what page it's on in your Bible, but it's a whole other thing to actually do it. Am I right on that? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, you're going to start a devotional night at home. You're going to start a prayer night at home. You're going to start all these things at home. And the reason I know this is because it's our family. So if yours might fit in this, I don't know. 
But with our family, you start it, and three days later, it's like Jesus arose, and you don't need anything else. You get away from it. Life gets in the way. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Just say amen, raise your hand, stomp your foot, shake your head, something. You know what I'm talking about. Brother Murphy, do you have that problem too at your house? Yes, sir. So that's something that we all face. So we're all sitting here together. We don't have to cast stones, point fingers. But this morning, I want to teach this morning about our families. And we're here to honor our moms. Can we honor our moms this morning? Amen. Amen. That's right. Give these ladies a good honor, hand shout, I mean, a clap, hand clap, because they're special. They are special. Amen. Amen. And we sure do appreciate you. That's a good place for men to say amen. We do appreciate our wives. Kids, you appreciate your moms. Believe it or not, I was a kid once. I was small. Hey, I'm 10 pounds smaller than I was two weeks ago. Praise God. But I was a small kid, and uh, my mom gave me a lot of good direction. And some of it I didn't take too too well. Some of it I did not listen to what she said. I found out real quick where trouble was. She had already been there. She probably already had experienced it herself. So moms and dads, teenagers, young people, young adults, understand this. Mom and dad ain't out to get you. Mom and dad's trying to keep you away from trouble. Just like our Heavenly Father is trying to keep us away from trouble out of the Bible. That's what he gives us. So what he gives us in the book is what we have to do. So Psalm... 127 and verse 3, that's where we want to go. Everybody thought we was going to Proverbs 31, didn't you? The classic Mother's Day, y'all have heard that enough, you know where it's at, probably got a dog eared in your Bible, you can go and read it. We might actually hit a piece of it this morning, but anyway. It says, Behold, children are a heritage, a good way to say that, a gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. In essence, What he's saying is, is behold, children are gifts from the Lord. Amen? Now, I don't understand a bit in me why there are people in this world that don't want babies and don't want kids. I mean, I enjoyed my night with my wife last night, but you know what? We never turned our phones off. And we was going to go do something else. We was going to go sit somewhere and have a cup of coffee and just kind of enjoy the evening together and you know, we'd been out long enough. It's time to get home and check on the babies. Hey, we're, we're growing out of this thing too, okay? I've never had a teenager before and kids ready to leave home. I ain't went through it yet, so, you know, the separation issue is hard. It is hard when you're looking out for them, so. But we had a good time last night, and, uh, but our children are a gift from the Lord, the Bible says. How many of us believe what the Bible says? Okay, we got to establish that before we go any, any further today. So anything else we put in here is what God's given us, okay? So I, I encourage you to take notes. Because this is going to be, this is good stuff, and the devil don't want you to remember, and he certainly don't want you applying it. So take notes, and now we've got husbands and wives sitting here and children sitting here together. We can hold each other accountable. Megan, Ryan, hold me and Mommy accountable, please. And we're going to do the same with you, so, Okay? 
You've heard it said that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And I'm sure many of us have had mothers who have had profound effect on us. And the proofs of these moms that have had that effect on us is the legacy that goes ahead. There are people in the graveyard out here this morning that their legacies are still here. You got your parents, you're still here, and your children are here. That's a legacy. Are they getting everything right? I have no idea. That's up to God and them. But they're still serving God. They're still striving daily. Do we all strive daily? Our Heavenly Father sees that and knows that, don't he? That's a good place for us to remember and drive a stake up there with that. Pastor Billy Graham said, Only God himself fully appreciates the influence of a Christian mother in the molding of character in her children. Only God fully appreciates. Because God knows what goes on behind closed doors. God knows what goes on inside of hearts, children and parents. And only He can fully appreciate what we as parents or you as moms are doing. The prayers that we put up, the tears that we shed, the rejoicing that we do. Only God can, only, only He can fully appreciate that. Children, you will. And there's things I would love to tell my mama today. Since I've been a believer and, and I've grown as a believer, I don't get to tell her, but I think Jesus has maybe got the Heaven's Radio Station tuned this morning so she can hear me preach. I love you, Mom. And I didn't always get to tell you, and I didn't always take the time to tell you, but thank you. So those of you that have mamas here today, y'all just bear with me for a minute. I had the privilege of leading my mom to Jesus. And uh, I've got hope. I will get to see my mama and spend eternity with her. Way sooner than what we all may think. So y'all don't be laughing at my tears. It's okay. Guys can cry. Let me read some more of these uh, quotes of people that you may know. I am, all I am, all I owe to my mother. I attribute all my success in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her, George Washington. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother, Abraham Lincoln. This one sounds a lot like Sweetie, but it's not Megan or Ryan, their quote. It says, for 25 years she put her life on hold for me and my siblings. She invested in our lives. We were her number one priority, and nothing else or no one else mattered. Tim Tebow said that. And he's got a, uh, he's got a platform today, and he's telling people about the Lord. The world's trying to keep him out of it, but everybody knows the name of Tim Tebow if you keep up with sports. He has given God the glory for everything he's got to do. I want to tell you this morning that only the relationships that we have within our families and within ourselves is the only hope that we have of having a lasting legacy. The relationships that we build and the relationships that we build need to be built on Christ. 
and him alone and on his word. Amen? That's how we build a lasting legacy. We're going to look today how we as parents, you as children and teens and young adults, we're going to look at what the importance of pursuing God's plan is for relationships. And let me tell you today, I don't care what's going on in your house. I don't care what has gone on in your house or in your marriage. Just remember this, the Bible says that with God all things are possible. We apply the principles that he gives us here today and you can watch the tide change. I believe that with all my heart because he gave us what we needed to have so that we could be that family unit. You see how this thing works? I got my family, we are a unit. But here, sitting here this morning, we're in a church together. Some of you are kin folks, some of you ain't. But we're in this place that God has called us to as a family. Amen? All different sizes, all different heights, all different stages of hair loss. All of it, we're there. And so, we have to do what God has given us and do it the way that He has given it to us. He has plans for how to have relationships. What hope do we have that our children will stand by their faith and live by their values? What hope do we have? In Proverbs 22 and 6 it says, Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. Now you might be sitting today and you've got a child that's grown up and you say, I don't know what in the world's happened, but they've departed. No, 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 that's not exactly what that scripture says. I challenge you to do yourself a Greek word study. It says when they, when they are old they will not depart from it, but it really and literally means that as they grow old they will not depart from it. Amen? I mean, there's stuff that I'm learning now, and there's stuff I'm still trying to, to, you know, I'm trying to let Jesus be Lord. Sometimes I want to be the king of my throne, king of my castle. Uh, amen, Rusty? You know what I'm talking about. We'll be honest, brother. Give me an air five. There are things that we do, and we have to let the Lord have his way because he gives us what we have. So as we grow old, we will not depart from it. That's what that's saying. As we go through the journey of life, there are going to be some mistakes made. Amen? Every one of us can say that because we've all done it. There are going to be some mistakes made, but as we grow old, the Word will come in and that fruit will come. Now, I've got stuff in the garden now. It's about half drowned. i got tomato plants that look like tobacco plants. They're yellow. You know, you're ready to cut the leaves off of them. They're short and small. They ain't done anything yet, but they're there and they have to grow. There's going to be some time before there's some fruit coming from this. And it's the same thing in our lives. As the Lord sows into us and as we as parents continue to pray. Let me, let me give you a warning real quick. There is nothing you will ever do that's any more important than praying for your kids. It's not pray and, it's not Jesus and, no, sometimes it's pray and wait upon the Lord and let Him do what He's going to do. Because when we get into doing different than what God's doing, 
That's whenever the train comes off of the rails. And I'm just being straight with you as best I can here. Now we certainly hope for perfect children, don't we? Don't we hope for that? Perfect children, Brother Eddie? Get up, stand up, brother. It's getting hot in here. We hope for these perfect children. Can I let you in on a secret? It is not going to happen. Brother Steve Raylan ain't going to be perfect, brother. Get ready for it. You got you to gotta teach him the ways of God. That's the best thing you ever teach him. You can teach him how to change a tire. You can teach him how to be an electrician. You can teach him how to run equipment. You can teach him how to be a lawyer. You can teach him how to be a doctor. You can teach him how to make all kinds of money and invest it. None of that matches up to what you can teach him that God has. Now we can hope, but we're fooling ourselves because our children are just like us. Imperfect people. Pete, you heard that, right? Bring it out. Write a note down. Imperfect people is who we are. But the question comes is where do they seek their guidance? Do they seek their guidance from God's Word? Now, I've been telling you all this. So I'm going to tell you again this week. Instead of picking on Brother Willie today, he left. Where you, oh, there he is. Man, you moved on me. You can ask his opinion all day long what he thinks, or you can ask Ken, you can ask Danny, you can ask Wayne, you can ask any of us. What matters is what the Word of God says. If my opinion is off, if Wayne's opinion is off, then you just got led astray. What the Word of God says is what matters. I think this, I think that. No, does it add up with the Word of God? If it doesn't add up with the Word of God, throw it out, it's trash. Seek God, seek the Spirit, and let Him sow in. Well, I was taught when I was a kid. I don't care what you was taught when you was a kid. If it is in the Word of God, then you go with it. Okay? So let's stick with that. Are they seeking God's Word for their advice? Are they seeking an attentive parent's advice? You see that word attentive? That we pay attention to them? Because I'm going to tell you what, brothers and sisters, if we ain't paying attention to our kids, the world is. Satan will grab them. Okay? Now we're here to celebrate our moms who have been sowing this, and not only that, today is a good teaching day. And that's why I wanted to do this. So, thank God for His Word. We must continue, now get a load of this, we must continually pursue relationship with our children so we can earn the right. You hear what I said? So that we can earn the right in their eyes to speak into their lives as they begin to make their own choices. Brother Eddie, did you ever start making your own choices? I certainly hope so. You're 67 years old. I hope you've started at some point making your own choices. 69? Well, you're just as young as I see you. Happy birthday. Two days ago, hot dog. Your mama was celebrating. You see what I said there? Earn their right in their eyes. How many of you walked that route? I'm not going to ask teenagers because you ain't there yet. Maybe you are. 
Mom and dad, how many times did mom and dad seem like they was the stupidest people you ever talked to? What did my dad know? What did my mom know? So we got to earn the right in their eyes for them to come to us and be able to trust us with the good truth, with loving truth. Are they always still going to go on the right path? Some things we've got to deal with on our own. We've all done it. And where do we go after that? To our knees. To our knees. Now, my daughter's getting ready to make her own decisions. I thank God. She is right now still asking me about my opinion. Our opinions don't always uh, jive, do they, Pete? So y'all pray for me. Pray for sweetie. Pray for Pete. But we're trying to do what God has given us because I know he has a plan for her. Because she's a gift from God. You remember what we read earlier? She is a gift from God. And so we have to remember to look at that. We have to remember to stand by that. And how do we do that? We rejoice with those who rejoice and we mourn with those who mourn. Sometimes our kids are mourning and sometimes they're rejoicing. We need to be at the place that we can do that with them. By the way, that works with husbands and wives. Children, that works with you with your parents. You see your parents that are struggling and having a hard time with something, then you need to be struggling and having a hard time with them, praying with them. You see what? If we don't want the same results, then folks, we've got to do what the book says. Whatever was working ain't working, or whatever ain't working is still not going to work. We've got to get into the Word and do what the Bible says. So church, let's join in prayer with our moms that, that we can pray that our children are more influenced and shaped by their parents and their faith than in the world. It's what we've been trying to sow in this morning. That's why Ashley is still over there with kids this morning. Yes, it's Mother's Day. They won't hear what I've got to say. They will hear what she's got to say. They're coming over here in a little bit, by the way, with us. Let's pray that our teens and young adults remain open to our input and continue to be open about the details of their physical, emotional, and spiritual lives. Let's pray for that. Only God can change a heart. Isaiah says that He takes out that stone heart and puts in one of flesh. Amen? Now we have to trust the Word. We've got to do what the Word tells us. We've got to put it in action. And so that's why we are in prayer. You know, if I tell sis that this is wrong, there's trouble there, and she says, uh, what do you know? I might even be able to say, look, I walked on that road, and there's trouble there. And she'll still say, what do you know? What do I get to do now? What do I get to do now? Do I create an issue to where we don't have communication anymore, or do I go and say, all right then, i got to go and put myself in prayer i got to put myself in the Word of God. i got to put myself in prayer and lift up my little girl, my little boy, my little wife in prayer. Now, that's a relational thing. That's relationship with kids and kids with parents and parents with parents. That's what we do. Boy, it's hot in here. Let us pray that our adult children will be around us or want to be around us and we regularly enjoy being around them. That's something that we can pray for. Teens and single adults, I want to ask you a question. Is your hope of fulfillment being found in activities? 
basketball, soccer, baseball, hunting, fishing, da-da-da-da-da, name it. Is that where your hope of fulfillment lies? Is it, does it lie in peer pressure and peer pleasures? Is it lie in the latest video games that's come out? It's a good question, isn't it? But our hope should be coming from the Lord. Let me tell you what Psalm 127 says. Psalm 127.1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. And unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now I can go up the road up here and I can be the best builder in the world and maybe get David to come help me a little bit and, and we can build us a building and call it a church. But unless God builds the church, we're just doing nothing in vain. Unless we here in a church that is established, if we think we're doing it, we've missed the boat. It's got to be about God. It has to be about God inside of our homes. Unless He builds it, we build it in vain. Unless He builds the house. Dads, I want you to consider God's wisdom. Ephesians 5 and 25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Ephesians 6 and 4, Do not provoke or exasperate your children. Don't bring them to wrath. Moms, consider this. She looks well to the ways of her household, Proverbs 31 and 27. And Ephesians 5 and 33, let the wife see that she respects her husband. Ladies, if you've got a problem with your, with your better half, it's best to go out to the barn, it's best to go into the bedroom, it's best to take a trip down the road and have that conversation. Let them kids know that you respect one another. Amen. Now I've had to apologize to my kids sometimes before because... Y'all know me, I'm a little bit on the strong-willed side. Jesus still loves me and I'm growing. But there's been some times, sweetie and I haven't saw eye to eye on things and we did it right there with the kids sitting in the house. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done, I can't take it back, but I can go to God in prayer. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Let's be honest this morning. We have to be honest. It doesn't belong for our kids to be hearing that. So, and I think I can speak on it, I've been there. Teenagers and singles, 2 Timothy 2.22, flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with whose who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You're supposed to hang with people that are calling out. Stay away from the youthful lust. We're warning you, you're already seeing it. Many of you are already on a path that is different as teenagers. And moms, this is the stuff we got to teach them. Take notes. And remind God when you pray of what these words say. Let's pray the book. Let's do the book. And then we'll see an outcome. But if we don't, we got the same stuff that we've always had. Moms, I thank you for sowing into your kids. Look at all the kids we got in here this morning. Some of them were drugged to church, but that's okay. They're still getting a piece of the word. Amen. Amen. Where was I? Oh, yeah. This psalm reminds us that there are only two kinds of homes being built, folks, so don't fool yourself. There's only two kinds of homes that are being built, those that the Lord builds and those that are built in vain, and that would be the homes and the families built with emptiness. That's the only two kinds of homes that's being built. One of them Jesus has and the other one the devil has. Decide today who you and your family are going to serve. As for me and my house... We're going to serve the Lord. My babies know that. They get off on the wrong track. Say, say, say they get to where they're going out and catching the latest moonshine deal. 
I'm going to pray that you get away from it. I'm going to pray that you stay away from it, but it ain't coming to my house. You're going to respect my home that much. But I also pray, I also pray that God will help them to overcome if that happens. Amen? So it's not prayer and. Don't never forget that. You and I are nothing without Christ. Know the word, do all the word, but we got to do what the book says. So this is building families. Allowing the Lord to build and guide our home means more than just a token acknowledgement of Him and His principles. It requires a word that we all don't like sometimes. Commitment. It requires commitment to live out His blueprints for our families. We have to be committed. Remember what I asked you a minute ago? How many times did you start a devotion prayer? Da, 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 and three days later it ain't happening. Something came up. Something came up. Well, we're mad at each other today, so we're not going to go to that place in the world. No, 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 no. That is the time we need to be going to the place. We have to be committed to our families. We have to be committed to our relationships. If we're committed to them, we're doing exactly what God gave us. Amen? So that's what we're doing. We have to be committed. Now, what does this blueprint for the family and marriage and for our children and friendships look like? We communicate gentleness and truth. Proverbs 15 and 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. My goodness, I've been down that road so many times. I blame it on my past life. I blame it on my old uh, 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 job. I was looking for the word convocation or whatever it's called. But, uh, I blame it on that stuff, but God shows me and says, but you're supposed to do different. This is what I gave you. And so he tells us where trouble is. Ephesians 4 and 15, but speaking truth in love, we're supposed to speak truth in love. In love. Now how do, you know, we have to let the Lord and we have to let the Spirit lead us. Can I tell you, you can't do it on your own. If we're trying to speak truth in love and other words are coming out of our mouth that shouldn't be coming out of our mouth, the Spirit ain't leading. That's clue number one, okay? I need to step back and take a deep breath and think. Amen? Or if I'm yelling at my children and they don't need to be yelled at, they can hear just fine. Because I've tried to whisper stuff and they come back and tell me they heard it. So I know they can. I ain't got to yell at them. Sometimes they act like they don't hear and I know they do. Amen, Pete. Give me a little shout out or something back there, girl. Help me out. Preach me. We got to fess up when, we, when someone messes up. You notice I said when. We're not perfect people. We can't expect our children to be perfect people. So we got to fess up when someone messes up. 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Did you hear that? We got to confess in order to be cleansed. We got to confess in order to be getting forgiveness. James 5 and 16, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We confess one to another. Church, we're family. That's what we do inside of our homes. We confess one to another. Then we know how to pray. Then we can come up with a plan of attack for what the enemy is trying to do. Day, Father's Day, because I'm not, we're going to be a Paraguay in, in, in Father's Day. Brother Murphy, you got the, he's running the show that day, so you want these notes? You can preach it again. 
Because it works good. It's working for men, women, families, the whole thing. Celebrate when someone is rejoicing. I read to you for Romans 15, 12 and 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Be happy whenever someone's happy. When they're mourning, be mourning with them. Provide comfort when someone is hurting. 2 Corinthians 1 and 2 says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Where does it come from? Our comfort comes from the Lord who comforts us in all our tribulation. Every trouble we have, our comfort can come from the Lord. That's the only place it can come from is from the Lord. In Matthew 5 and 4, it says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Parents, we're going to go through some mourning. Children, you're going to go through some mourning. Oh, look at these babies coming in here. Hi, guys. Welcome. Folks, we just got to do what the book says. If we put the book in action, then we got something. Remember, uh, Psalm 27 and 2, it says, it is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late. Now what in the world does that mean? I've read that before and thought about, well, maybe I shouldn't be sitting up watching the news and Johnny Carson. Well, he ain't on no more, but I don't watch none of those guys, but think about it. He's talking about being busy. You ever heard somebody say, you know, I get up at the crack of dawn, go to bed at the crack of dark, and yeah, I got all this done, that done, they name everything they've ever done, and they're the only people that's got it right because they get up before Jesus does. And what he's saying, what did he tell us here? It is vain. It's vain. That's what he's talking about. Listen to this. The barrenness and emptiness of our busy life. Now y'all pay attention. Write this one down. Get the tape or something. The barrenness and emptiness of a busy life has stolen much of the closeness from, friend, from relationships and families today. Friends and families absorbed in their smartphones. Sometimes I want to take that thing and just crack it right up against the wall and then get somebody to run over it. Oh, got a witness. We're always on our smartphones. We can do everything on our smartphones and they take up our times. Our time. We got busy work schedules. We have extracurricular activities. And we're in a never-ending pursuit of material things, stuff. Our rank in life sometimes is what it is, but we just want stuff. And all of these things have, had to, have taken an unhealthy toll on our relationships. There's got to be a time this thing gets to be put up, cut off, or something else so that you can sit and have a conversation. You know what I did one time? I sent Sis Weedy a text to bring me a drink. Oh, it's confession time. I, I don't care to tell you a bit. Some of y'all done it to you, just ain't going to own up to it. Well, don't think of it, don't do it. You learned something today. Because <laughs> it ain't right. We need to have communication. We need to have face-to-face -face communication. We need to have those kinds of things going on. I, I, I've been coming across children and... and you try to have a conversation with them, they don't know how to talk, and I'm not putting kids down. Don't get me wrong. We're the problem. We allow it to happen. Amen? That's right. That's right. We, it's our fault, too. 
But then when they start having a conversation, you can't hear them. They never talk to nobody. They don't have any idea how loud their voice should be. They don't have that communication. So I'm going to get off my soapbox there. Life fulfillment and legacy are never, are never found in what we acquire, accomplish, or achieve. They are only found in loving intimacy with God and with those that He has entrusted us to. So let's do something radical today and this week and in this coming year. Call, text, or in person if possible. Tell your mom how much you love her daily. Casey, be give your mom a call every day. That's from God, okay? Whoa, now. Somebody's digesting. They're digesting what the word is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Make a point to do something helpful for your mom. Take the initiative to help mom out. Dads, help mom out too. You ain't, she ain't the only one who can change the diaper. I did. Brother Murphy did, and he did it in a time, and it really wouldn't. You'd get laughed at if you did it back in the day. I changed my baby's diapers. Have a family or a staff meeting. Businesses have staff meetings all the time, don't they? That's how they know how to operate, right? What's working, what ain't working, da-da-da. We ought to be doing that in our families. And by the way, it ain't just mom and dad who was the CEO and president. Our kids are a part of that too. And it helps them to know that their opinion is important. They get to set in on the staff meeting, so to speak. You know what I'm talking about, church. Moms and dads, you got to have your own staff meeting. I don't need to go any deeper there, right? Everybody get what I'm talking about. Mom and dad, you got to have your own time, your own staff meeting. And that's to talk over things to the family. That's to talk over things with each other. But that's what we should be doing. We should let our children know that their opinion is important. It's a good way to teach them how to make good decisions themselves. Let them get involved in your time of prayer when you're seeking God for direction. Let your babies pray with you. I don't know what to do, Lord. It's okay that they see you're not Superman. Amen? How many Supermen we got in here? Ain't none. Many of us think we are, but there ain't no supermen in here. Mom and dad, behold, children are gifts from the Lord. So mom and dad, I'm going to ask you a question. How do you see your children? Do you see them the way Jesus sees them? Let me ask you this, Mom and Dad. Do you see your children the way Jesus sees you? Oh, how many times I've messed up, but His loving arms, His rebuke sometimes, has always been there to pull me through. How do you see your children, and do you see them the way Jesus sees them? And do you see them the way Jesus sees you? Now, teenagers and, and young people, you can do the same thing. You can ask that same question. How do I see mom and dad? Do I see them like Jesus sees them? It's a good way to, good way to do this. A good way to do this. We need to tell our kids how much we appreciate them. We need to convey respect to our children. We need to reassure their fears. Do you know what your kids' fears are? 
And I'm not talking about being afraid of the dark or a bear in the woods or anything like that. But yeah, it's good to know that. But I've got a daughter getting ready to step out in life. She's got some fears. She's in a whole other world. She's got some fears. It makes her apprehensive. And that's our job, sweetie. In church, by the way, all of us are into this. You can pray. That she will have, and Taylor, Taylor, I mean, we got these kids that are graduating soon. They're hitting a whole new level of life. And they have some apprehensions. Do you know what their fears are? Do you know what your children's dreams are? With God, all things are possible. My son would love to go and play basketball in the NBA someday, and I support him in that. Why not? Why can't God bless him with that? Why can't he? And I'm not going to wreck his dreams. I'm going to help him to get there as best I can. But I do go to God in prayer and say, Father, if this is going to destroy my boy, take it from him. But if you can use it for your glory, you take him as far as you can take him and let him hang on to you for the ride. I believe in that. So do you know what your kids' dreams are? Maybe their dream is to be an accountant. Maybe their dream is to be a pharmacist. Maybe their dream is to be able to drive a tractor and, and put up hay, raise cows. I don't know. Do you know? That's the question. And then support them in that dream. Your dreams are not their dreams. God gave it to them, and if we're trusting Him and we do what we've been teaching, been doing the book, He's got a plan for them. He's going to burn it in their hearts. They're going to do what they're going to do. And we need to celebrate their strengths, what they're good at. Know what your children are good at. And I'm going to give you a big one here, parents, and we're almost done. Prioritize confessions. Apologies will instill hope into a kid better than anything you will know. I've had to tell my children and my wife, I'm sorry. A lot. I've had to tell them I was wrong. And you know what that does? Whenever we do that, we just show our kids that being humble enough to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I'm going to do it different, I'm going to do it better, that whenever they reach their own places of imperfection, the own places that they've gone, they've actually learned from you how to apologize and be redeemed and move on. You got to be able to do that, Mom and Dad. You're not the CEO, I'm not the CEO. Now, is this a good Mother's Day message or not? Probably not, but it's needed. It's needed in this day and age. And I'll leave you with this. Set aside time. Set aside time for your kids. You ain't going to buy enough stuff that's going to take up for the time you can spend with them to kick a ball, go fishing, do whatever it is that they want to do. Set aside time. You know how I know that's right? Because that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He left his world, heaven, and came into our world because it was about him redeeming us. He set aside time, went to the cross, died so we could be saved, Gave us the entire New Testament here. Oh my goodness. The whole Bible, but our covenant says that we use the New Testament as a rule of faith, practice, discipline, and government. There's nothing that you're going to find in the New Testament that's going to contradict here. And I'm going to tell you what, if you think it does, you better stick with what you find in the New Testament. If it's not ever going to contradict itself. But he said, faith, hope, and love. Among these, the greatest is love. The best thing you ever do for your kids is love them. Like Jesus loved us. Love your wife, just like Jesus loves the church. Kids, love your parents. Respect your parents. Love them, just like Jesus loves the church. I'm going to leave you with one final thought, and then we're going to get ready to close out the service.
Moms and dads, we cannot make our children receive our faith. Let me say that again. We cannot make our children receive our faith. Each child must live out his or her own faith journey. But we can instill in our children the hope that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. And how do we do that, folks? We've got to do the book. It's that simple. God bless you all. Now, this morning, we're going to get ready to honor our mothers. If you got something from this message, would you give God some praise today? This is not for me. Oh, no. This is for Him. It's for His glory. And now I want you to ask Him, help me, Father, to implement this stuff into my life and watch what He'll do in your family. He'll turn it around. He'll rock your world.